0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Senior Care Life, Kansas City's only talk radio program dedicated to helping you be the very best caregiver you can be. Are you caring for your mom, your dad, your grandparents, or maybe you're caring for your spouse? And if so, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you for the wonderful and just incredible work that you're doing. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. I want to thank you for joining me here today. I really and truly appreciate it. On this program, I provide straight talk to help you make critical life decisions with confidence. And again, this program is all about taking care of our aging parents and otherly, other elderly loved ones. If you have a question about this program or how we may be able to help you and your family, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by to take your call, so call now, 1-800-331-6445. And if you're new to the program, you just want to check it out, that's great. Go to the website, and by the way, we have completely overhauled the website. Check it out. Tell us how much you like it. It's at seniorcarelivelive L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. If you want to learn more about my firm, Senior Care Consulting, uh, and that's my firm where we help uh, families and individuals find the right senior care facility for their aging parents and, of course, other elderly loved ones. An example of that would be if you're no longer able to live at home, you need to move to a care facility such as assisted living or a nursing home or Alzheimer's dementia care. If you want to learn all about that and the other services that we provide through my firm, check out Senior Care Consulting ingseniorcareconsulting.com. Also, if you're a business interested in becoming a partner sponsor of Senior Care Live, we're going into a major expansion mode right now. We're going to be adding, uh, more partner sponsors in the very near future. So if you want to discuss that again, the toll free number is 800-331-6445. Or, of course, you can visit the website, seniorcarelive.com. All right, this is a special episode of this program. I have an announcement to make drum roll. I'm a drummer, right? So I I need to be uh, hitting my own drum here. (laughs) Right? So are you ready for this? I am so proud to announce and so excited to announce that this is the 100th episode of Senior Care Live. I just can't believe it. a 100 episodes. It seems like I just started this yesterday, but it was actually almost two years ago. And I'd like to thank all of the wonderful guests that I've had on the program uh, over the last couple of years. It has been a lot of hard work. A tremendous amount of time and effort and it has all been worth it i am passionate about this subject and i truly feel that it is my absolute privilege to be able to provide a safe place for you, where you can get accurate, reliable information that you can absolutely count on. And I want to thank you, everyone listening right now to the program, Senior Care Live. And I have a lot of listeners, uh, and, and the number is growing very quickly. And many people consider Senior Care Live, uh, what you would call appointment radio, and they just don't miss they don't miss. They listen in each and every week. And uh, and look, when I hear that, it just blows me away. I'm just very, very humbled and honored that you would spend part of your day each week with me right here on the program. Thank you so very much. Before I get into the topic of today, I want to remind you about a free educational event that this program, as well as some other folks, uh, are sponsoring. So it's called The Culture of Caring and uh, the elongated title would be uh, Culture Change in Long-Term Care and Transitioning to a Senior Care Community. And so for our medical professional friends, and, and mainly nursing and social services, although certainly uh, uh, therapy and some other uh, medical professionals are certainly welcome, but we're going to offer you three continuing education credits Absolutely free of charge. My wife is an RN, uh, BSN, and uh, and she's constantly uh, taking the the continuing education courses, and she just loves this. Three free continuing education credits, and then this is also, and this is very very intentional, by the way. This program is also very appropriate. For the layperson, the family and friend caregiver, and you will receive a certificate of completion. So... Here's when it is. It's on a Wednesday and it's June the 24th, so it's coming right up June the 24th from 9 to noon. So it's just, it's an all-morning thing. Show up at 8.30 for a free Continental Breakfast, so sign in and enjoy a free Continental Breakfast. We will start promptly at 9 o'clock, and then we'll wrap this thing up at 12, and there will be time at the end of the program for Q and A. So uh, that, it's just an awesome program. And here's where it's at. Uh, so the, the first several that we've done, they've just been wildly successful. We have packed out the rooms, and and we're expecting that uh, as well this time around. So for our friends up in the Northland, we're heading your way. So we're coming up to the Gladstone Community Center in Gladstone, Missouri, and it is located at six nine zero one North Home Street, so sixty nine zero one North Home Street. Uh, I think the mailing address is Kansas City, but it is in Gladstone a Community Center, a great place to uh, to have uh, the program now. So we have an expert coming in, and he's going to share with us this sweeping sweeping changes in long term care, and specifically in nursing homes, and talking about uh, introducing a concept called culture change, and and frankly. Some places are all in on this and some places are a little slow to react. Okay. And, and everything in between. But here, here's an example. This is a great example. I was I was touring a place recently, and again, I I was helping a family find a nursing home for their parents, and so we were going through and touring uh, several in an, in an effort to find the best place for them and their needs. And, uh, and and the lady, super nice lady, and I remember it like it was yesterday. This was a couple of years ago, and she said, "Steve, do you see any medication carts sitting in the hallways?" And I looked around, and I said, no, I don't, but I think I used to. She goes, yes, you did used to, but now there are no medication carts in the hallway. So just think about it. If you were in your own home, would you have a medication cart in your hallway that you'd have to walk around to get to the kitchen or get to your bedroom? And I said, absolutely not. And She said, then why did we have medication carts in this facility? I'm like, ah, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. So this is, this is an an example of culture change in action. And so what they did was they took some, some large closet space on each hallway and they turned it into the apothecary. Right, and I don't mind saying this is uh, some good folks over at the Evergreen uh, uh, Living Center in Olathe, Kansas, and uh, they're not—they're not only talking about culture change, but they're living it. They are leading the way, and they actually teach. They have an organization that actually teaches others how to implement culture change. So, I mean, I just thought that was uh, just a phenomenal idea—a simple idea, but a really a profound idea as well. And that's just one example of many that you can you can make. And then another, uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get off of this and move on because we have a lot. To cover today but another example is from a staffing perspective so the staff has to change their their view or their attitude of I'm going to a building to work where I care for elderly people okay so that's one view and I need to change that to I'm walking into someone's home to care for them in their home, in their bedroom, in their living room, in their dining room. That's a very, very different thought, feel, and approach. Okay. It sounds subtle, but it's really, really big. So, uh, but this, we have an expert coming in, uh, Sam Plaster, and he's going to be talking about that. And then I'm going to be talking about, uh, all of the, uh, the complexities of, of finding the right place. So that's going to be an excellent one. Again, June the 24th, which is a Wednesday, nine to noon, Gladstone Community Center. And last but not least, here's how you register. You go to Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, seniorcarelive.com. And right on the front page, it says free educational event. You can click there. And and register online it takes about 60 seconds and let me tell you the seats are going all right they're starting to go faster and faster as we get closer you can also if you don't want to go online uh, feel free to make a phone call to our friends Crossroads Hospice at 816-333-9200 so 816 333 Ninety two hundred. And if you call Crossroads Hospice, they can take your order by phone and sign you up that way. And then again, you show up at seven, uh, uh, excuse me, at eight thirty for a free continental breakfast. We start the program at nine. You leave right at noon. Get along about your day and you get uh, three continuing education credits uh, for our friends who are medical professionals. All right, and then just to set up the rest of the program, I'm going to celebrate. Did I mention it's the 100th episode of Senior Care Live? Holy cow! Wow, that I am—I can't tell you. I'm still kind of pinching myself. I—I I can't believe it. Uh, but uh, I'm going to celebrate, and my kids are just going to hate this. I'm always telling them, "Let's return to the fundamentals." Right in—in—in in, in education, in sports, in music. Right, you practice your scales, et cetera. Right. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna practice what I preach today to celebrate the 100th episode of Senior Care Live. We are returning to the basics, returning to the fundamentals. And I'm going to provide you an excellent overview that I just simply call caring for your aging parents. And I'm going to talk about how to remain independent in your home, when to consider moving to a care facility. I'll define the different levels of care uh, and then we'll talk about how to pay for them. So this is an excellent, excellent overview. So don't go away. Stay tuned. And right after the break, I will fire up this presentation, Caring for Our Aging Parents. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live, and in fact, the 100th episode of Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. And for more information about this program or how I may be able to help you and your family, call now, toll free, one 800 331 6445. Operators are standing by to take your calls. One 331 6445. Also, you can stream the program to any electronic device by going to seniorcarelive.com, excuse me, seniorcarelive.com and simply clicking on the listen live Button. It is really that simple. It'll stream to your phone, your tablet, your desktop, your laptop, any electronic device. Uh, and in fact, I I listen to that uh, uh, to the program frequently online. It's pretty awesome. And if you miss a program, or if you're listening and you're thinking, "Wow, I wish." so-and-so would have heard this, this would have been excellent for them to hear, you could always send them to the website, again, SeniorCareLive.com, and have them just uh, check out the podcast. Just go to the podcast section, and they can click on that and listen to it anytime they want. So after this program airs, it's usually uh, you know two, three days after that, and then I have it up on the website and ready uh, ready to roll. So uh, we'll continue, again, celebrating the 100th episode of Senior Care Live by returning to the basics, the fundamentals, and talking about caring for our mom and dad, caring for our aging parents. So let's talk about how you stay home and remain independent at home. So uh, some of the options are using Medicare uh, certified home health care. You could use private duty home health care. You can use non-medical in-home assistance and what that is, and there are a, a quite a few. Uh, I heard there are like over two hundred or two hundred and fifty uh, different companies here in the Kansas City area. It's, it's becoming pretty saturated, but that's the non-medical in-home assistance that can help you do a lot of things uh, in your home and uh, and keep you independent uh, for a lot longer. So it, it's a great service. You can hire your own staff and manage them, and there are also hospice services uh, again for you know for for end of life uh, uh, in dealing with. Uh, you know, with with terminal il- illness and that sort of thing excellent service uh, the hospice services then there's also family and friend caregivers uh the church based help many uh many churches have uh, different ministries and programs that might be able to help out of course you can make home modifications uh to uh to age in place uh, safely and successfully uh, like uh our friends over at Mr. Remodeler do that they do an awesome job at that uh, there's home medical equipment and supplies and um uh, you can bring in home medical equipment and supplies uh, to do, uh, uh, to help you, uh, again, remain independent at home. So, uh, please understand independence is very expensive. Uh, so if we look at the Medicare certified home health care coverage, and that's, This is very specific coverage to come in to help you for a short period of time and then to get out. So uh, you have skilled nursing that can come in for, you know, wound care changes, dressing changes, uh, diabetic training, patient training in general, new medication training. And then you have the therapies. So rehab therapies, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, maybe for a recovering stroke patient uh, or uh, someone who maybe have had a, you know, Maybe you had a, a hip replaced or, or repaired and then you went to skilled nursing, uh, to, uh, to get, get skilled nursing. Then you're coming home and then Medicare will follow you home with the home, home health care benefit. That doesn't really cost you anything out of pocket. Most of the times there may be a coinsurance on some of these advantage plans, but, uh, covered by, uh, general Medicare, uh, without an out of pocket copay. Most of the time. Private duty home health care. So that is hourly hourly care from companion sitters from the very basic all the way up to high tech rn's you can expect uh, to pay somewhere around 18 to 20 dollars an hour all the way up to uh, you know somewhere between you know 60 and 80 dollars an hour so again if you have the funds and you can do this it's fantastic uh, certainly a, an ultimate situation to just to bring the care into your own home. Uh, the medical in-home assistance, uh again, you know, in our area twenty maybe eighteen dollars on the low end, uh maybe up to about twenty two dollars an hour. And that's with a two to four hour minimum, because someone has to travel to your home and then be there, they can help with the cooking and cleaning, maybe help you get dressed, um, you know help you uh, you know to and from the restroom, these sort of things. they can help you out maybe run some errands, get some groceries for you. Uh, and so they can really do a lot to extend your stay at home. You could also hire your own staff and manage them, and you will save. Probably save a few dollars, but there's some hidden and associated risk uh, and cost and liabilities. So I'm just going to touch on this very briefly. So if you hire a person, do you really know about them? I mean, have you done a thorough and exhaustive background check? Uh, what if someone falls down your stairs and breaks their arm? Now you have a liability issue. What if someone... Helps themselves to your heirloom wedding ring that your grandmother left you? What recourse do you have? What if they just don't show up someday and you really, really need the help? What are you going to do? I even heard a story of a couple and they hired uh, a lady to help both of them actually stay in their home. Everything worked out fine for about a year. And then they had some sort of a disagreement and a falling out. And then, of course, the lady quit. She filed for unemployment. So they're looking at her employment uh, record, and they said, well, where have you worked for the last year? I worked for Mr. and Mrs. Jones. And, well, I don't see any payroll reported. No, they just paid me cash. Well, how much? Right. So Mr. and Mrs. Jones get a call from the state, and now Mr. and Mrs. Jones owe employer-related Taxes, And all of a sudden, that little bit of a discount that you got over hiring uh, a, an agency, all of a sudden now it's costing you money and a big, huge headache. So if you hire an agency, which I strongly recommend, a good, dependable, solid agency that's been doing this for a long time, uh, if someone doesn't show up, they'll send a replacement person. If there's an accident, they're covered with the liability insurance. If there's something missing, they have to replace it. I mean, they're, they're just, they pay, they do the background checks. They check these folks out very thoroughly, probably more thoroughly than most people, individuals would and could. Uh, and they, they pay the, the taxes and all the associated costs. So, uh, so it's, it's worth the money. It's worth the money. Just, just do it. All right. And then when to make a move to a care facility. Now, with my business, senior care consulting, uh, by far and away, this is the number one question that I've been asked. Hands down, Steve, when is the right time to consider moving to a senior care community? And I would say, first of all, that is, an, that is just an excellent question. It's different for everyone. And again, I'm going to drill down with all of these things in future broadcasts. But I'm just touching on a lot of things today. I would say that the following things should trigger that conversation. Number one, when it's no longer safe to live at home. It could be just a a safety issue or walking away, not finding your way back, not taking your medications on time, frequent falls, or just a lot of things that could fall into that category. Number two, when the caregiver's health begins to decline, we're talking about physical health as well as mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Stress is a very powerful force, and now you have two people beginning to decline. That should trigger the conversation, no doubt. Number three, when the cost of in-home care just becomes too expensive. So I love home care. I, I love it as an option. Uh but if you need twenty-four hour care, you're looking at eleven or twelve thousand to maybe thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars a month. And uh, and that gets pretty expensive uh, over a long term. Again, if you can do that, it's fantastic, but sometimes it just may be too much. And then finally, when the care that you provide is just not enough, why not consider changing your role from the caregiver to the care manager, meaning let's find a great place and then you can make sure that this place is caring for your loved one. I'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to the 100th episode How about that? (laughs) The 100th episode of Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program or how I may be able to help you and your family, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. You can also stream the program to any electronic uh, device by going to SeniorCareLive.com. And clicking on the Listen Live button, it is really that simple. All right, back to the hundredth episode of Senior Care Live. We're returning to the basics, covering the fundamentals, and I want to just touch on that last point of when to consider moving from a care faci- or from home to a care facility. So, if you can just no longer provide the care, if you just can't keep up, in the average length of providing care at home for the unpaid. Caregiver, the family, friend, caregiver is about four and a half years. That's a long, long, long time. So if you just cannot keep up, why not consider changing your role from providing the care, the hands-on care provider, the caregiver, to becoming the care manager, the care advocate. What I mean by that is let's go out, let's do our homework, let's find you a great place that can provide the care for you and do all the heavy lifting, literally and figuratively. And then you make sure that they are doing a good job and, and let them know likes and dislikes and preferences. And uh, and here's one. I always like to go back to this. One of my clients looked at me and he said, see, one thing that everyone needs to know about my mom is he, he said, never serve my mom foul. And I'm, I looked at him like, what? come again excuse me (laughs) and he's like i know it sounds kind of crazy but he he said she anything with the beak forget about it she's uh uh-uh she's not going to do it she's not going to complain but she'll just do without so you know turkey at thanksgiving nice grilled chicken breast eggs whatever it is not going to do it so they would never know that, so so he's he 's letting them know about her dietary needs and that sort of thing, and then, at some point it'll never be exactly like it used to be, but at some point, you can return to more of your traditional role as the son or the daughter or the spouse uh, and and just make sure that these folks are doing a good job uh, for your parent, your loved one, uh, and then you can go back to your more traditional role all right so if you do need to move, what type of facility do you need? And so, I am going. I could talk for several hours on this. I'm just going to touch on these things. So, uh, and and I know there are lots of different types of, uh, of of licensure and different types of care facilities, but I'm going to touch on independent living, uh, assisted living, and then the nursing home care, and then I'll talk about memory care. So, independent living is not a medical care facility at all. It's an apartment. It's usually a pretty nice apartment uh, with uh some services attached. And you're looking in the area of twenty-three, twenty five hundred dollars to you know maybe thirty-three, thirty-five hundred dollars uh per month on an average, they'll provide one to two meals per day, sometimes three. You do have a full kitchen in these places, so you can do some cooking on your own. But kind of the idea is to move out of your home uh, and not have to worry about leaves in the gutter and cooking very much and and, uh, and this is the sump pump going to gonna work today and mowing your lawn and, and scooping the, you know all that stuff. You're going to just walk away from that and just let your hair hair down a little bit and just live without a lot of that pressure and the responsibility of home ownership. That's what this thing's all about. But still, you are very independent. You're on your own, but you're not alone because you're around a lot of other good folks, uh, living there. Uh, and, uh, and there are some services provided there. Uh, uh opportunities to socialize, uh, and, and, and those sort of things. Now, again, they cannot, if you fall, they're not real, they're not licensed to touch you. They can't pick you up. Although I know some of them will go ahead and pick you up anyway they're not really supposed to do that uh but uh you can push a button and someone will call or be right there to check on you so you're not alone and they can call 911 and your family right away and stay with you until uh medical services arrive and that and that's pretty good that's that's a good deal uh, strictly private pay period private pay all the way. Uh sometimes some places may have an entrance fee plus a monthly fee. Some places just may be rental only, uh, but no maintenance, lawn work and those sort of things. So that's independent living in a snapshot. And then let's move on to assisted living. Now assisted living is my problem child here because it it is it takes up this wide piece of land between independent living where you're you're pretty much on your own and a nursing home where they do absolutely everything for you, pretty much high, high level of medical care. So assisted living, some of these places can lean toward the uh, independent living site, and some of them can bend over backwards and do a lot more for you and kind of lean toward that nursing home level of care. So that that causes lots of uh, challenges for folks out there in the marketplace trying to figure out which one is right for them because they don't all offer exactly the same thing. So what you need to understand is assisted living, is a social model. It is not a medical care facility. I'm going to say that one again. Most people don't understand this. And, and I'm not knocking assisted living. It's a fantastic option for lots and lots of people. I just want to make it real clear. It's a social model. It's not a medical care facility. Right, they can provide a lot of help in the area of activities of daily living. So they can help you minimally, Or not even at all, or fully with your bathing, dressing, grooming. They do your housework, housekeeping. They do your laundry. Uh, They cook all of your meals, all of them, meals, hydration, snacks, all of that. Uh, Lots of uh, activities uh, available for socialization opportunities, those sort of things. Uh, So they do a lot for you. Now, the one medical, as soon as I say it's not a medical care facility, the one medical service they do provide is that they will distribute your medications. And that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And that's a big, big, big deal. right? But other than that, that's about as far as it goes. Now, some places, this used to be not true, but some places now will serve thickened liquids to an individual recovering from a stroke and it's just becoming so competitive everyone's kind of carving out their their niche in the in the spectrum of of available care some of them are real used to only be able to do that in a nursing home that was clearly considered a medical need but now some places you could get that in assisted living uh most of them will not and they're not staffed to uh, provide insulin injections, but now some of them are starting to staff to be able to do that. That, that's a big deal. That, that's huge. Cause again, in general, you used to have to move to a nursing home to get that type of uh, support. But other than that, I mean, they, they do a whole bunch for you. The average length of stay is, uh, and it depends on which study you look at, but about 2.4 years. Uh, and then here, here's another big one. Yeah, Medicaid does not pay for assisted living in general. Okay, and that this is another whole whole program to talk about what Medicare pays for and doesn't in the area of assisted living. But just in general, they're not going to pay for it. They They will pay. Sometimes for part of that support service, but they don't pay for your apartment, which means the family is going to be out of pocket contributing uh, and it gets real complicated. We're not going to get into that today, but the rule of thumb assisted living primarily in general is private pay only. And then the 59, this is a national statistic, 59% transfer to a higher level of care or another level of care. Uh, so, if you're told your loved one can age in place, we're an age in place community, that may very well be true, but there is always a chance that you may have to move, you may outgrow uh, the care that is available and have to move to uh, a uh, uh, the nursing home level of care. All right, so the nursing home is what you think it is. It's up, uh, you know, twenty-four hour a day, complete medical care. They can do all of the things that assisted living uh, provides, as far as the activities of daily living, of course, uh, as well as full medical care. And sometimes, I, I mean, we're talking about you know some of these uh, places can help uh, a person with the trach, uh, sometimes with a with a feeding tube or a peg tube. Um, sometimes uh they can provide uh help with uh, uh iv therapy and there are a, a very few places that can actually help someone on a ventilator although that's that's highly specialized uh most places most nursing homes cannot do that we're talking about a long term uh, acute care uh, facility for the vents but in general that's what a nursing home can do most Nursing homes in our area are considered a skilled nursing facility, meaning they can provide the Medicare-covered uh, physical, occupational, speech therapy, and skilled nursing. That's covered under Medicare uh, after you've had a hospital stay. Now, the cost—I did not—I co- didn't cover the cost of assisted living in our area. You're looking at five to six thousand dollars. And you can go plus or minus a little bit. That's for assisted living. Sorry about that. The nursing home cost in our area, uh, you're looking at a solid six thousand to six thousand five hundred dollars uh per month for a semi private room. And for a private room, you're looking at, you know, seventy five hundred dollars to, you know, approaching twelve thousand dollars per month for a private room. So it's really not as much about the room as as it is mostly about the care that you're you're receiving not all not all these facilities not all nursing homes accept medicaid that's a common myth out there oh well we'll just we'll when when we're out, we're out of money they'll just bill medicaid Do not make the mistake of that assumption because you may be be very, very wrong. I work with lots of clients who made that assumption and found out the hard way. And then all of a sudden I'm scrambling to help them find a Medicaid certified facility to move their parent into. And I, we can do that. No problem. You need to know what you're doing when you get into these, uh, when you get into these, uh, places and you need to understand what you're doing if they meet your needs today and going forward. The number of Medicaid-certified beds may be limited. Uh, some of these places, uh, particularly on the Missouri side, they're, they're big places. They may have, uh, you know, uh, eight Medicaid-certified beds, right? So there's usually a long list there. Okay, and after the break, I'm going to continue the definition of all of these different types of care in the various care facilities. So stay tuned. Welcome back. You're listening to the 100th episode of Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program or how I may be able to help you and your family, call now. Operators are standing by to take your call. Toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. You can also stream the program to any electronic device by going to SeniorCareLive.com and clicking on the Listen Live button, and you can stream it to your phone, tablet, computer, etc. It's a beautiful thing, and it really is that simple. All right, so back to the fundamentals. We're celebrating the 100th episode of Senior Care Life, which I just honestly, I just can't believe it. Uh, wow, that was fast, <laughs> right? So anyway, we're going back to the fundamentals and we're talking about caring for your aging parents and uh, in the previous uh, segments we've talked about how to remain independent at home and what services are available and the cost of those sort of things. If you do need to move, when do you make them move? And then I'm now uh, defining some of the different levels of care. So uh, back to that nursing home, uh, some of these places may require a financial application and qualification, meaning, yeah, we'll take Medicaid, but you have to be able to pay privately uh, for you know 2.6 years or 3.2 years or whatever the calculation is. Uh, So sometimes this gets a little tricky and pretty difficult. And again, for the average consumer, if you don't know any of this and you're just trying to figure it out on your own, trying to get through that steep learning curve, I'm telling you right now, you can expect to spend 50 to 100 hours. 50 to 100 hours running around, looking at all these places, figuring out, oh, they have a wait list for Medicaid. Oh, they don't take Medicaid. Oh, they can't do this, or they can't do that, or they're, this is not going to meet my needs today and moving into the future. So that's why so many people are calling Senior Care Consulting, uh, and, and we represent you. We work for you, with you, on behalf of you and your your family. Uh, we don't accept any kickbacks or reimbursement from any of these care communities, uh, uh, that's that's a conflict of interest at a minimum, right? We we work for you, and we help you through that process, just like you would retain an attorney or a tax accountant or any other professional service provider to help you through a process. This is the process that we help you through, very much of a niche type of a service, uh, but you're looking at over 40,000 admissions a year, just in the KC area, draw a circle around it, uh, into all these different levels of care, so there are lots and lots of families families, uh, uh, you're going going through this uh, process, we can help you through that. If you're interested, you can give me a call at my office. We offer a free consultation at 913-749-7899. That's 913-749-7899. And, uh, yeah, just give me a ring, and we'll, we'll figure out if we're uh, a, a fit for you uh, in your situation. So at the nursing home, you have an average length of stay of 2.4 years. Just about to the day, the same length of stay as at the assisted living. And then memory care can be offered at the assisted living level where they help you with your activities of daily living. And memory care can also be offered at the nursing home level of care where they can help you with your activities of daily living plus manage your medical needs. And memory care is a uh, is a secured area of the building, usually smaller so that a person doesn't become overwhelmed, uh, less agitated, it's usually quieter. Uh, there are um, se- security codes on the doors so that you can't accidentally wander away from the area, maybe go outside and put yourself in harm's way. Uh, you can certainly leave the area, you just need to be accompanied. Uh, so, and again, I'm going to drill down on all of this in, in later episodes. And then there's the con- uh, continuing care retirement community that offers all of the above under one roof or on a campus uh, type of a setting. And I'm working with more and more families and individuals interested in selling their home, moving into a continuing care retirement community and really settling in and living the rest of their lives, uh, uh there and, in receiving the care along the way that they, that they may need in the future. Uh, so. How can you be sure that you you can get good care there i'm gonna just fly through this and again i'll I'll go into the in depth at another time, but visit frequently, visit your parents and your loved ones frequently. That seems kind of like a no brainer but guess what most people just don't visit frequently enough, and it's really that simple. That's probably the number one thing that you can do uh, to to maximize your care. Uh, if it's a nursing home, you can participate in the quarterly care plan meetings. Get to know your caregiver and the staff. That makes a huge, huge difference. Uh, take your concerns to management. They can't fix the issue unless they know about it. Be reasonable. Have realistic expectations. And always remember, the squeaky wheel really does get the grease. Uh, so anyway, I'll go into a lot more of that at a, at a later time. So, how do you pay for care? Well, if you hear the term "private pay," that just means you're spending your own money out of your own pocket each and every month you're writing a check and again, in our area, you're writing a check for about twenty five hundred to you know ten eleven thousand uh, dollars a month, and that's what that means. Medicare is the medical coverage only and it and it covers you know very limited uh, uh care for a very short term and then they're out long term care insurance. Uh, I had a lady the other day ask me, she said, well, she kind of made a statement. She said, I hear this long-term care policies are, are just, you know, not, not a good use of your money. What do you think? And I said, I think it's one of the most valuable things you could ever spend your money on. She's like, whoa. Okay. Well, what are you talking about? So just, just think about this. Just look at the cost of these places. And then you look at the cost for long-term care. These places will provide, uh, will will cover care in your home, adult daycare, assisted living uh, facilities, uh, and of course nursing home care. I always recommend buying uh, a benefit that pays two hundred dollars a day, if possible, for five years of coverage. Uh, more is better. Uh, I believe you must have the inflation rider that bumps everything up just a little bit every year to keep up with the cost, uh, uh, with the rising cost of inflation. Uh, a 30 to 90 day elimination period. Usually you see a 90 day uh, elimination period and that's basically like a deductible type of a period. Um, but the catch is, you have to be able to afford it, and you also have to be able to qualify. Uh, I think the best value is somewhere between 50 and 60. I think the sweet spot's in your mid-50s. Dave Ramsey says, don't buy it until your 60th birthday. Uh, but the, the you know, the older you get, the higher the likelihood that you may have you know, diabetes or some other medical complication that would disqualify you from the coverage. So just be careful there. Then the VA aid and attendance benefit uh, can help veterans and the surviving spouses pay for the high cost of care. And uh, I don't have a whole lot of time to go into that, but I will say uh, that a, a single individual, a single veteran, uh, could qualify for a maximum of up to $1,788 a month. A married veteran could qualify for up to a maximum of $2,120 a month. A surviving spouse, okay, surviving spouse, $1,149. And the other day I worked with a a married couple and they were both veterans. They met in the service, they got married, and they can qualify for up to $2,837 per month. And so I have all of the detailed information on the website Again, SeniorCareLive.com. Go to Info and Resources, and then click on the left, How to Pay for Care, and then click on VA Aid and Attendance Benefit. And uh, there's some examples there. And uh, I always recommend that you contact the VFW right downtown here in Kansas City. uh, We have the VFW and the National Headquarters, and they can help you with that application totally free of charge. Be very, very careful with uh, some company... That's waving the flag that says they'll help you with that application, and they turn around and try to sell you uh, a product or service that you may or may not need. I just wouldn't deal with all that. I'd go to the VFW uh, right downtown. The other major uh, way to pay for care is Medicaid, and I will get into that uh, during another program. So, again, to everyone listening, I'm so honored that you spent part of your day uh, here listening uh, with me, listening to the program and helping me celebrate the 100th episode of Senior Care Live. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live.